ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. I really need your help. We need your help. Help me, Maggie. What should I do? Please help, Maggie. I'm Maggie Dent, and in these special Help Me Maggie episodes on Parental as Anything, you get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. Now, we all have days when we're less than okay. Ah, we're more like the angry voice. Oh, for sake, who's left this all over the bench? We all have those days. But... What do you do when your kids start picking up foul language? Either from us, the schoolyard, or through what they watch and listen to. This mum is finding herself on the receiving end of some very, very colourful words. Hi, Maggie. Our eight-year-old boy, when he gets angry at us, is just swearing so, so badly. Um, There's lots of name-calling and F-words all over the place. Just a really awful way to talk to us. We will talk to him afterwards about how swearing's not part of our our family and how we don't do that within our our house. Um, And my husband and I don't swear. So it's really hard to hear and it's really hard to take. And I feel like we're having this conversation with him over and over, but nothing's really changing. It's starting to wear my husband and I down a bit. And my husband says, we've just got to put a stop to this. But, you know, how? Dear ear-bashed mum, firstly, your boy is around the age of eight and this is a particularly challenging window for our boys because of some really deep hormonal changes that are happening within them. It's really sensitive, makes many of them feel pretty yucky. Your son is expressing whatever that angst is at a hormonal level with some really potty, foul-mouthed languages. Keep in mind that this is him trying to discharge the cortisol he's feeling in his body, which is a bit like the meltdown in the car after school, which I bet you're having a lot of at the moment too. There's absolutely no question. (laughs) Our kids learn to swear off others. Yeah, they can't do it unless they've heard it. And yes, that does include us and also the kids around us, whether it's at school, on the school bus, in the playground, I'm not sure what your son's digital access is. However, lots of our lads are watching other boys gaming on YouTube and often foul language can be heard in that space. And it also can happen when they game with their mates and they're revving each other up. I'd like to change your perception that your son is deliberately choosing to break the rules. So given all the strategies you have been using, and I reckon you've been doing a great job, I just think your little lad has now developed an unhealthy habit, right? That's how he's venting out these big feelings. And now our challenge is how can we unhabit his bad habit and help him create a new habit that isn't quite so foul-mouthed. Well done with having those conversations about your expectations in the family. That's such an important thing. Where does it sit within the family values? So let's be completely honest in that We will all have moments, possibly, when we lose our sense of (laughs) control and we swear. So what we do in those moments is also 
influencing your child. So immediately catching ourselves going, oh my goodness, I've just said one of the words that we don't use in our family and I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to try a lot harder and I'm really sorry I use that awful word. So we're kind of teaching them what to do if it comes out. Now, secondly, when we are particularly emotionally aroused around anger and frustration, that is when we most likely will use swear words because we're expressing our big, hot feelings. Now, it's not because we're bad humans. It's because we are humans in a highly charged state, which is not responding to logic. So if you can keep on reminding your son that everybody gets frustrated and angry and that we all have to learn better ways of navigating the hot moments without hurting ourselves, without hurting others, particularly with our words and our actions, or without damaging the world around us. Now, I still have vivid memories of having my mouth washed out with soap as a preschooler because I had said a swear word that starts with S when another child dropped a desk on my foot. That doesn't actually stop the swearing because it's often a really impulsive (laughs) expression. I didn't sit there planning, oh, today I'm going to swear when someone drops something on my foot. And then when we hurt our kids and punish them, we have a tendency to damage the most important and valuable thing that actually helps our kids follow our lead, and that is our connection to them. Hurting our children does not help them understand why swearing is inappropriate or how to make better choices in the future. So well done, Mama, for not trying this old, unsuccessful, painful technique. Now, in children under eight, it's really uncommon that swearing is a completely intentional act. They're merely copying someone else who they're seen in equally as dysregulated and crabby state. Allow the glitter to settle because when he's dysregulated and firing at you, he is already flooded with cortisol. Let the time calm down. Maybe afterwards, a long time afterwards with a boy, maybe bath time later, maybe the next night. We talk about, I see that you're really still struggling with those words, but I reckon together we'll be able to have a different way of managing big feelings inside our body. Nasty name calling and swear words breaks that core rule about hurting others. So let's think of when it happens, because it's a yucky feeling, maybe you could try and stomp your feet really loudly and make a loud growling noise. Or could you possibly have a very big fat cushion that could be the punching cushion? We're letting him know that big feelings can come outside the body without through words. I think it's really important. And then we're going to basically model it and help him as well. Sometimes it's using a word that's similar but a little bit different. So freaking is an example. You know, it's coming down from a really offensive word to a kind of we know what you really mean, but it's not so offensive to possibly using a completely different word. I know some families have found a swear jar is really helpful. So whoever it is who's sworn puts money in the swear jar. And of course, sometimes dad's the worst offender, isn't he? And then what we do is when the swear jar is full, we go out and have morning tea or we go out and have a picnic somewhere and spend the money on something fun. So you can see you use the money, which is a mildly uncomfortable thing to remind you that the action isn't what you want. And then the other side to it is... 
how can I bring myself from the completely dysregulated state of fury that can happen down to a calm place? And that's the simplest stuff again. Can we start modelling, taking those big, deep breaths? Can we count slowly to 10 with our eyes closed? Because again, it's triggering a different neurochemical in the mind. And what we're going to do is we practice these things before he loses it so that gradually the new habit overcomes the old habit. Also keep an eye out for positive noticing. So if there's a time he has got a bit crabby and he's taken some deep breaths, make sure you acknowledge it and see it and see how I can see you're really trying. So modelling compassion as often as you can and remember the power in the simple words, when they're in that state, how can I help you right now? Now, I am going to argue that some children will deliberately use swear words to be noticed, to be seen, to be heard. And that's in a less reactive state to the one I feel your son's in. He just loses it and that's what comes out, right? Just like some growing ups. When it comes less spontaneously, our job, verbally or non-verbally, you might put your hand up, you might shake your head as you look at him. You're just reminding him again that that is inappropriate language. As soon as possible afterwards, I know it sounds counterintuitive, we will have a warm connection And we can say, I know it can be hard sometimes, but I I can see you're really trying. Now, the name calling part, I think, needs to be tackled in a slightly different way to swearing because it is aimed at um, demeaning another person or hurting another person. So you could have that conversation about, could you imagine how it would feel if someone called him by the same name and pause and let him really think about it? But you only do that when he's in that calm and quiet space. Building empathy towards others and also to himself is really helpful. And there are lots of great picture books out there that I can recommend on that, but it's it's a volatile window he's in. And then finally, it can be really helpful in your family to acknowledge there are times we all get angry, frustrated and peed off and lose out, you know what. And we all need to work at ways to help calm ourselves down. So dear Eobash mum, I hope that this has given you a few more clues to navigate your potty mouth eight-year-old son who's going through a really tricky stage of development. And now that's almost a wrap from us for this season. We've got two more episodes later in the year to help you get your tween ready for the big move to high school. I wish I'd known that it was um, not as hard as what I thought it would be. And in a special Help Me Maggie, you're going to help me and this Parental as Anything community by sharing your top parenting hacks. As soon as I say, I'm going to time you and see how fast you can do it, they whip straight into action and their PJs are on in a jiffy. Plus, you've got the whole back catalogue of Parental as Anything, all six series in the ABC Listen app to keep you going. This episode of Parental Is Anything was recorded and produced on Gadigal and Combermary country. 